bringing you Grassroots Matters interviews with our host, Sally, from Grassland Nutrition, and special guests and collaborators on the topic of nutrition, and more. All right, let's dive headfirst into this episode. Thanks for joining us. Sally here from the Grassland Nutrition team. Today, we're talking to Alison Wilson, aka The Glamorous Carnivore. Alison shares her story about her self-administered road back to health. She demonstrates her knowledge that she has built about gut health and diet and offers insights to others. Let's dive in. Alison, thank you. Discovered you recently and really happy that you're using the products. And what I would say is, you know, when, you know, you you may mention grassland products, I just want it to be kind of natural. Natural, Uh, yeah. uh, Not like. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If at all, you mention it. Um, yeah, just how you're incorporating um, organ meats and, and, and how you're using products, you know, what made you want to use the products, whatever. But I think it's your story. And what we're looking to achieve with these Grassroot Matters podcasts is, um, is to um, get the natural stories from uh, share and share them through this platform of people that we're working with, we're collaborating with, whether they be influencers, whether they be some of our wholesalers and just the community as a whole, because we all have a story and it's not just jump on the bandwagon of what other people are doing. I think it's to share what could be useful to, to our community and, and really kind of start to kind of thrive based on best practice because we've all got different experiences, different journeys. We can't all, you know, find the panacea of one thing. And then, you know, that that's amazing. We keep it to ourselves. But, um, you know, some of the things that I've experienced, for example, could um, could be helpful to a community. And, and, and your story's unique as well. So it's, it's bringing together those unique stories and sharing them across the platform to help others rather than, there, you know, being any kind of commercial gain. Um, objective yeah right so the biggest thing is I think it's a lot of everyone is very connected still even though we're all different and have different stories that the whole entire thought process why people are driven to these sort of things is because there's a connection that we all like realize and even though it might be like an unspoken kind of thing I think we all know what we're supposed to be eating at some point in time we come across it and we're like wait a minute you know 100% yeah and it's when we get um lazy or um just too busy I think you just go for convenience but no (laughs) right oh yeah keep it simple I think of the products as being easy because they're they're there for you they're packaged they're already there you can just it's you just open a bag and it's sure it's simple that to me is easy it's convenient (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. I mean obviously the product's different but you know I think we need to be um not not become complacent I think with 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 where we're at yeah Uh, generally generally speaking as a whole um so if if I can ask you uh, go go into that first question and and ask you um just to tell us a little bit more about your specific journey yeah to get help 
Okay, so the big one, I got diagnosed with celiac disease and that completely just obliterates your intestines. And so you can't absorb anything, You no vitamins, no minerals. And one of two things happens when you end up having celiac disease disease. You will lose a ton of weight or you'll become extremely inflamed and your body will continue to tell you to eat more because you're still missing the nutrients. So it's still trying. And so you're taking all these calories in, but can't absorb the nutrition. So I was on the latter half of that. So I got very obese and, um, unhealthy, was having issues with blood pressure. And after my daughter and everything was born, I almost died from the delivery. And so after realizing that I had celiac disease and started taking stuff out and I could feel a little better, but I wasn't feeling great still. Like I knew I could feel better. And so it was like, okay, well, what are the things that are bad for your gut? And you look into it and it's like almost all plant matter for me anyways, was I couldn't do it. And even things where you have, where they call it cross-reactive grains, so like corn and oats and stuff like that. All of those things are usually looked at as being gluten-free friendly. You have celiac disease, you can just jump right over there and eat those things. And that didn't work for me because my body reacted the same way as if it were gluten, because it had been like 30 years of having my gut destroyed. And so at this point, I couldn't handle anything. And the only thing I could do was eat meat. (laughs) And so along with that and the, all the nutrition that comes from the meat itself, you know, you look more into all of the other animal based, like knowledge and history and all the wisdom from what we used to have and what comes with those organs. Those are the prized, the treasured sort of different things. You have the liver, the heart, the kidneys, the spleen, everything, you know, even like the the brain. People really looked at that and used that as stuff to be building blocks of themselves, especially if they're sick, they're injured, they're elderly, the children, pregnant women. And so after I started doing the carnivore diet for a while and added on these things, I got better. (laughs) And it's just my gut healed. And I've had blood work to prove that my gut is not attacking itself still. And they're all like in the clear. And I mean, just as a side note, my son also has celiac disease too. And he's on the same exact diet as me. Mm -hmm. And his numbers are great also. And he's thriving. Like he's not underweight. He's growing, you know, he's got muscle. He's, you know, doesn't get sick as much anymore either. And he actually really, really likes the weird gross foods as people like to call them. Like he likes sardines and cod liver and he eats, he eats beef liver too. (laughs) So totally into it. So reassuring for you uh, and, and, and that he's into it because yeah, it could be problematic otherwise. And for you with, with your journey there um, with um, dealing with those gut issues, which were pretty profound uh how how long a period was that for you in, how, in, how, was how long a period was it for you so um after after the birth of your and was it your son because because well, I don't have more than one child yes yeah. so my gut issues actually started when I was a child because I've probably had the undiagnosed celiac disease since I was little I've always had some sort of gut disturbance or where, um, you know, to not be graphic about it, you know, you have IBS, you have gas, that's very painful. You've got 
um, nausea and vomiting and everything like that. But it almost was just like, well, that's what I have to live with. It's just IBS and I've got heartburn all the time and all these other things. But then it got to the point where after I'd had my fourth child, which was my daughter, uh, the third one, um, <laughs> my son was my second child to answer your question. Um, but it became where the biggest thing was that I was so uncomfortable. I would eat like we'd have like pizza or something. And then I would be so uncomfortable in my upper, upper abdominal area and it would blow out like really bad, but only on the top, which was new. And I remember thinking, that's so strange. Why is it only doing that? And I would get a rip roaring migraine, like gone for three days bad. And I started looking into things and I had the 23 and me, and then it said, you've got the gene. And I was like, I bet you that's what it is. And there was just something that felt right within myself where it was like, that's what you've been looking for. And it was like the weirdest thing. Like I intrinsically heard it and knew it. And it was just right on, on par with everything. And so got diagnosed with everything and it was so bad. They didn't even really need to take biopsies, but they did. And they said, we can see it on the camera while we're in your stomach. And so I also, at that point had celiac disease and was diagnosed with like uh, gastritis, which is like your gut is irritated. And then, uh, well, your stomach specifically. And then my, uh, esophagus, also had ulcers on it too, from the rip roaring heartburn that was so bad that I used to cough all the time. Mm -hmm. And it would like wake me up. And I just, it was horrible. Honestly, like I couldn't eat dinner with everyone without having to get up and run and go to the bathroom every time my joints hurt. I was like I said, extremely overweight. And it was just like horrible. I don't remember what the question was exactly what you asked me, but I just kind of going. Yeah. So awful, basically. Yes. And there's no quality of life there. No. You obviously have to eat. Yeah. Yes. Um, So so I legit felt like I was dying to become, I tell people I I was, it was like a nosedive is what it felt like. Yeah, you must have. Yeah. So how long then after you intrinsically, you know, thought you might be my, my savior. Um, how long did it take for your gut to kind of neutralize and, um, you know, your microbiome to kind of reset itself so that it was more of an alkaline, uh, place for you to then, and and were you experiencing brain fog through all of that as well? Yep. There was at one point where, with the brain fog where I remember I'd be sitting there and wouldn't be able to, it was like, you'd have the thought and it couldn't connect to the other side. It was just like the bridge was gone. One synapses to the other, it just wouldn't connect. And you'd sit there and be like, I remember being smarter than this. Why can't I like put two and two together suddenly? Why can't I think of that word? Like, why can't I spell that suddenly? And it was like really mind opening. And I remember telling my husband, I thought, I think I've got like, low-key brain damage or something because this is this feels really bizarre like I'm very aware of it and like I know that what my actual functioning capabilities are and I'm not doing that um but the the other question you had asked was a yeah so debilitating yes I asked about three and one there um which wasn't intentional I'm just just wanting to get all of the information (laughs) 
when uh, you, oh right how did how long did it take me to feel better yeah after 30 years of toxicity building up yes okay so believe it or not and every time I tell someone this they're like really it was three days for my gut to calm down and three days I didn't have um horrible gas and cramping and you have to run to the bathroom and all of that and it was just it just felt calm like it was like you just sit there after eating or just during the day and it wasn't like there didn't feel like there was a pressure or uncomfortable the entire time I didn't have heartburn and it was just really great honestly because I was like oh I, I don't feel horrible that's you know that's very like I feel like I can go to the store now and I can you know spend more time with my kids because now I'm not worried about if I'm going to have to run to the bathroom or if I'm going to be just so uncomfortable that my stomach hurts and all the other symptoms that I just hadn't really noticed were there also started going away where you do something like walk down the stairs and it was like my ankles don't hurt as much my knees don't hurt as much wow my back doesn't hurt anymore and It'd be like, well, my skin looks much better suddenly. Like what exactly is, and then, you know, then you start losing weight and things become easier. And so it's like, oh, okay, well, I feel just more like, you know, I can move around and it's, you know, before when you are that inflamed, you don't want to do anything because you feel terrible. I used to <laughs> freak out about like going grocery shopping because then I'd be like, oh, I've got to get out of the car. I've got to hold the baby. It's going to hurt my back. And like, it's going to be hot and I'm going to be all sweaty and you know, all this other things. And I don't even think about that now. It's, I don't have to like, like work myself up to go out and do something basic, which I mean, now it's like, if the toddler has a bad night and I'm up more, I, I can handle it better than I could before. And it's really just light years better on so many different levels. That's fantastic. Wow. How amazing. And that it was just a <laughs> gradual upwards trajectory for you. What, what did you start with? So, you know, we said meat as a, you know, general classification there. Uh, did you do the like beef, salt, water, or what, what was your approach? So I just went ahead and went with mostly, it was mostly just any sort of meat because, um, I would do beef, I would do seafood of every sort, so like fish and shrimp and scallops and stuff like that. And I would do pork, but I would sometimes get issues with pork mm -hmm. where I even still sometimes have issues with it. But I think I've narrowed down as to what the actual cause of me having a reaction to pork is. Mm -hmm. And it's conventionally raised pork. Uh -huh. Pasture raised, I don't have an issue with. Iberico, I don't have an issue with. But I cannot do conventionally raised pork. And, um, I would do eggs too, mm -hmm. but I've come to realize I react to egg whites. I'm okay with the yolks. So I eat a lot of raw yolks, but I don't do the whites. Cause even the powder, I've tried to make that bread thing before where people do the, like, I, I can't do it. It completely tears up my insides. So I don't, <laughs> I know that some people have more sensitivities and the longer you've had open gut lining, the more you can be reactive to things. So it's, it is what it is. I'm happy, honestly. Like, I crave burgers. I crave steak. I crave chicken. And I love turkey. And I've got a Traeger grill. And I smoke everything on it. And I don't feel 
unsatisfied at all. And it's so crazy, like, because so many people say, well, what do you eat? I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, sure. I, mean, it's, it's I eat really well. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I think the amount of different food types that you eat is, is a lot more narrow, but you, you have real variety in there, which, which yes. is great. Yeah, yeah, and you learn so much along the way as to what is going to be good for you and what isn't. And it's just, you just don't go there. You don't want to feel yep. awful. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah. Like I don't even view those things as food anymore. I like, it's like, I can be like, oh no, that smells really good. Like that smells good. I remember eating it, but I don't want to feel the way that I feel when I eat it. No. Mm -mm. Mm. <laughs> and you remember the taste as well. And that's comforting enough, but then oh. no, well, <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Sometimes I forget. I'm like, I think I remember what it's like, but I honestly don't care. I mean, I don't get cravings for sweets anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I really, I mean, I tend to, it's interesting. Like I remember when I started eating this way and I would move away from stuff. Like I would tell people it tastes sweet and they, they'd taste it and go, no, it doesn't. Like, no, I can taste the little bit of sweetness that's in this because I don't eat sweet stuff all the time. And people just be like, that's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, it's not. Um, and, and I understand as well. Um, and as we've spoken before, I've had a similar journey, but you've, you've learned so much along, along the way, which, which is yeah. incredible. And so how long have you been feeling fabulous for? So I actually am going to be having my one year carniversary, if you will. <laughs> yeah, it's actually the end of this month. So, <laughs> so it's been <laughs> it's been about that year, all of that change that all that massive change that I've had, it was only a year. And I think that's like mind boggling because yeah, I was, uh -huh. I would say I've been stable where I'm at right now since I would say about April. I haven't really lost any more weight or anything like that. I think my body's like, I went from, <laughs> I started at like 230 pounds which is a lot. Okay. And for my frame, I'm five, two. And so I now weigh 120 pounds and all of it was diet. That's it. I didn't spend a lot of time running on the treadmill or doing anything like that because I've got kids and I just run after them. Yeah. I did do a lot of intermittent fasting, mm -hmm. but, but it was literally all diet and lifestyle changes in that regard. So I lost over a hundred, like, what was, what is that? A uh, hundred and ten pounds. Yeah. That's a lot. Incredible. Yeah. And so people in, in your community must have obviously noticed this like massive transformation. And it, they yeah. didn't, they didn't really. So here's, here's the shocker. There is a picture on my Instagram where I have like the carnivore diet saved me. And I'm sitting there at Disney with my family before I changed everything. And then the other one is recent. And my husband, when I showed him, I said, look what I made. And he was like, oh my God, <laughs> I didn't realize you actually looked like that. Like he doesn't remember it like at, as that bad. And he was like, no, like, I just remember thinking you were the most beautiful woman. And like, I still do, but I did not realize you looked that poorly, like sick and inflamed. It's so heavy. And I, 
I look completely different now. <laughs> All within such a short period of time, but because they were front and center to the transformation, if you will, you don't really notice it day by day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, he was shocked. My mother was shocked. She went around and started telling like all of her friends and was like, no, seriously, like, look, like, this is what she looked like. And like, this is what she looks like now. And it was just, it's really, really like crazy, honestly. But I think the influx of all the nutrition really propelled everything. I think if the food had not been high quality and nutrient dense, Mm -hmm. then it probably wouldn't have been that quick yeah yeah but your, your entire wardrobe must have must have changed as well oh I'm literally wearing like right now a shirt that I used to wear when I was um thinner when I, what I would call like after I had one of my kids and I was um like 140 pounds so 20 pounds heavier at least and it's like baggy yes <laughs> I'm like oh my goodness I'm like I <laughs> no, not to say anything about it because I know some people are just like oh like, I'm really petite I can wear children's clothes like mm-hmm. I'm that petite mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah my daughter who's 15 just grew out of stuff and I can fit into her grown out clothes <laughs> which is like and I have to keep repeating like it's it, you're not fat it's not anything like that I'm just really yeah. small yeah my bones yeah. are small I just my frame everything I should never have been 230 pounds yeah. Well, and it was all all the inflammation. Um, yeah. Look, I love the way that you were kind of repurposing. You're like, no, it's a good top. It's not going in the bin. I will wear it nevertheless. Yes, even though it's <laughs> me, that's fine. I'm not going to throw a good a good top away. Um, yeah. <laughs> I sent you some liver and kelp. Recently. Yes. And as we've been talking and you said, you know, egg whites don't work for me and all of these other things and it's meat. Did you react to the kelp? I'm just really curious to know and a bit nervous to ask the question. I don't I don't recall so much. I only put like a little bit on the salmon that I had and I remember it tasting like salt and um but like almost like with a sweeter sort of nuance with the whole like I can taste stuff that's sweet that isn't sweet mm-hmm. so it's like there was a you've had redmond salt before yes 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 it was comparable to that in my opinion however the sweetness was slightly more it, it was more nuanced if you will mm-hmm. um there was a, an undertone. I'm not quite sure where to place. It wasn't oceany. It didn't smell oceany, which I know a lot of people will say, oh, well, see, it's seaweed. I'm like, no, not, not quite. But yeah, I do not remember reacting to it at all. And my father-in-law was actually here and he had it on the smoked salmon also. And he really liked it. And he said, I can definitely taste something there. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's very reassuring to know yes. uh, that, that it went it went down okay. Uh, and that's our point of difference with the plus kelp. Yeah. Um, right. There are um, a bunch of different um, beef organ meats in freeze-dried form on the market, uh, particularly with the with the supplements, with the capsules. Um, and we produce mm-hmm. the, the powder and the and the kind of whole food chunks as well. But I think our unique selling point um is the can I can I say something real quick about the chunks yeah of course okay so my kids love them 
and I know that must sound so strange, but like um, my youngest baby, so my toddler, she loves the all of them, heart, liver, uh, kidney, that was the other chunk one, and um, the, the suet. So they would all eat it. So my two daughters eat the suet like it's like candy. And then um, I'd always let the baby have like all the heart because she has a heart defect and, you know, you feed heart for heart. And so her heart has actually, if you're wondering, has gotten the hole that was in it has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller to the point where the doctor is no longer concerned. But um, I did feed her the heart chunks and she loves them and she'd eat she would eat the kidney and she would eat the liver and my son really loved the liver one so which is the strongest taste right yep (laughs) right they all they love it that's amazing and in the freeze-dried form it's not as strong as uh the taste uh, as the raw and it's got a little bit of a crunch to it as well Uh, that's really great to hear i i love that that's that's awesome um and in terms of the fat side of things, then you mentioned the the beef suet that we we also have on you know uh, available. But um, how do you get in enough fat? What is your um, I, I suppose your strategy or your approach for having enough fat in your diet as well as protein? Okay, yes. So I like to eat so a lot of different things where they tend to be more fat heavy to begin with. So I like like fried chicken skins. So like a chicken chip sort of situation. Um, I do a lot of dairy. So I actually have the genes, the genes for lactase permanence. So the whole very Irish side of me, they, um, you're going to have to educate me a little bit there. The lactase permanence. It is where you are able to continue to make the enzyme lactase to, um, to digest lactose. A lot of people, as they get older, they lack the ability to be able to continue to produce the enzyme. And so they might have, you know, gastric issues, you know, running to the bathroom and gas and nausea and everything depends on the person. I know that certain ethnicities tend to have a higher presence of it. So like uh, Asian people, they tend to not be able to digest it at all. But a lot of European heritage tends to have it and the Irish are one of the ones that's pretty heavily anyone from like the UK that whole area and so I do a lot of dairy Mm -hmm. I would I live in the United States in Georgia and unfortunately raw dairy like milk and stuff is not legal to be sold for human consumption so I have bought the stuff that's labeled for pet consumption that is sold by reputable farms, but I also use a specific like non-homogenized low temperature pasteurization stuff where it's still like separate and you get the big chunk of cream that comes out. So I use heavy whipping cream a lot and I eat cheese and I can get raw cheese. So like raw milk cheese. And I use that a lot. And then I also, when it comes to beef, my favorite percentage of ground beef is 70-30. So the most fat you can get in one go. And I'm trying to see what else do I, I really eat just like a lot of fatty beef most of the time. (laughs) So that's what I usually do. Those are my biggest things is I will get the dairy saturated fat in and then I'll get the beef. So it's all from a cow, honestly, but I eat fatty fish too. I do do that. Mm. I like salmon a whole lot. 
And that's eating really well. And you have so much variety there if you can stomach the, the dairy, which you obviously can, which which is great. And, and yeah. that's, you know, really helpful to um, an individual that's kind of struggling as well. I, I was able to, so I was lactose-free for whilst I was going through my IBS issues, but now I can eat cheese and I have heavy cream and coffee and I have yogurt when I crave it, yeah? And, and yes. And and so and that's great. Really, super grateful for that. Um, do do you um, have anything in particular that um, through the, the 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 really fascinating journey that you've had that that could be helpful to to others that have got similar issues, particularly under that kind of banner of celiac? Honestly, I would just say drop all the plant food, like. My son also has the same issue. He can't tolerate almost any plant food. A lot of people would think, I normally just say, if it came from an animal, that's what I eat. If it didn't come from an animal, I don't eat it. I just, it's like anything that has any of the, the cellulose or the fibers or whatnot, they really irritate the gut, especially if you've had it for so long and your gut's already healed itself. If you're going to throw more stuff back in, that's going to literally rake across it, like, no. And on, honestly, anything that has too much fiber too, like a lot of people, they like the legumes and beans and nuts and stuff. And especially on keto diets, people do a lot of nuts. And I don't agree with those either, because I also try to, for my gut health specifically, I try to avoid things like lepti the lectins and the oxalates and everything like all of the defense plant chemical stuff. I don't like the nightshades. I just, I, nope, I just, I'm not going there. I really protect my gut health like it was another child. And like, it's just like, I'm, mm -mm, sorry, I will refuse to eat. Like my son though, like I was saying, he also started realizing that he can't do plant food. I used to let, he used to eat berries all the time. And all of a sudden he started getting hyper nauseated every single time he'd eat it and immediately go throw up. And it was like, okay, well, like what's the, like, what's going on. And so we just cut it out and he stopped having the problem. My, um, baby also, she used to eat strawberries a whole bunch too. And I don't know if there's something wrong with the strawberries recently, or if it's just, their gut is healing and is like, just nope with them also. But she would like, without being super graphic about it, she'd go to the bathroom and it would come out whole. It would look like she took a chunk off and it was in the toilet, it, uh, mm -hmm, completely undigested. And these were organic strawberries. Like I make sure to buy all the plant stuff organic and, and it was very bizarre. I'll put it that way. But no, I don't touch any plant food. I don't do any of the grains or the nuts or the seeds or the beans or literally anything. Mm. And a lot of people will say, oh, well, you can just have a little salad. That's okay for you. I'm like, no, it's interesting because lettuce is one of the worst things. It just completely, no, mm -mm, no siri bob. Like, <laughs> I'm not going there. Like, yeah, I, I think, 
yeah, just in terms of whatever gut issues uh, people have, uh, yeah, uh, and and the salad's great. You must eat your greens and eat, eat you know, eat the rainbow. Look, it, oh, it really exactly. Nope. <laughs> to everybody at all. Uh, so I I can totally relate to to what you're saying. If you want to eat the rainbow? It needs to be the rainbow of organs. <laughs> get your heart. Get your kidney. Get your liver. Get your spleen. Get some of that. You throw that in there. <laughs> Well, we totally advocate that. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that'll be that'll be the new strap line. <laughs> right? Did you get your whole body system in? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, do Do you have anything else to add? I'm conscious. I'm just conscious of your time and and the time that we we have for for the recording as well. But it's been it's right, been right. Honestly, what I would do is focus on things that have to do with being the most nutrient dense in general. And I don't mean a lot of people think nutrient dense, they immediately gravitate to what's been told to everyone at this point, which is like kale and berries, because they're like, it has all all these vitamins. But you're completely not looking at the fact that they're not bioavailable. They're not biocompatible. Your body has to work so hard to get nothing out of it essentially it's so minute but if you go and you eat animal products whether they be the meat or eggs or you have the organs whether it be capsuled or not there's still way more actual nutrition in that animal food because it's bioavailable it's biocompatible and your body does not have to work as hard to assimilate it and so that is what makes it nutrient dense your body does not have to try to get it and it's already packaged for you the way that you need it to be the others the plant food is animal food and we eat the animals so you're getting the vitamins and minerals and everything from the animal when it ate the food <laughs> yeah so true uh it's been it's been really great talking to you um i i just have a final question i guess which i should have um asked earlier on do you find that you're eating less yes right yes I absolutely eat less and it's really bizarre because there are times where I feel like I eat less than my children do but I'm not hungry and I'm not losing weight and I don't feel any sort of blood chemistry issue like you'd have where it's up and down or I think it's because my blood sugars at this point are quite stable and I mean my weight doesn't go up and down I'm not hungry. I just stop. I eat, I eat when I'm hungry and I stop when I'm not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just like I drink water when I need to. And I don't, I don't push the issue, you know, because you're fully satiated. Exactly. I have all the nutrition that I need. My body only tells me that I'm hungry when I'm hungry. And if I need to eat something, it tells me. <laughs> uh, wonderful. And so now you can live your life and you can thrive. Exactly. You can do all exactly. the things you want to, and you're not being held back by feeling absolutely rotten. Thank you, That's- Alison. Thank you. I'm sure you'll all agree. Alison is vibrant and passionate about her own health and her family's health, and is at total ease with herself. It was really enlightening to hear about the heart organs having such a beneficial outcome for her son. Follow the Glamorous Carnivore for meat seasoning and recipe ideas and ways to thrive through diet naturally. Thanks for joining us today. See you next time. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Grassroots Matters podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please feel free to rate, subscribe, or leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for joining us, and we hope you'll come back again for the next episode.